Welcome to the D.A.R.E. podcast, where it is all about helping people overcome anxiety and panic attacks. The D.A.R.E. app has over 1 million downloads and is free to download at DareResponse.com. Now, without further ado, here is the D.A.R.E. podcast. Hello. Hi, everybody. Just trying to get this set up. I'm in, a, obviously, a different location. Um, oh, here comes everybody. 40, oh, okay. Hi. If you guys are welcome to pop on the chat if you want to um, ask questions or comment along as we go through, um, pop on and say hi and where you are. And, and we have our special guest for today. Hi. hi, Emily. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. I know. You're in sunshiny Florida. Sunshiny Florida. So, guys, this is the the pros of working from home I get to find different homes for sure <laughs> so I posted hi to everybody where everybody's calling from and as usual oh who's in Fort Myers Rhonda that's where I am right now so if you want to come find me on the beach I'll get you their bracelet if I can find one <laughs> so Aida can't come she is not around this week so um we normally have a guest anyway so now Emily will be our Emily will be our Aida so you'll have to pull up the German wow. accent you could wing that wow people are coming from all over the place I know I know I love it it's awesome we have 171 registered participants for today wow oh wow that's great okay <laughs> so um, would you like to introduce yourself? This is Emily. Um, she's one of our D.A.R.E. alumni, um, and she came on to help us with the webinar today. So ah. fill us in. Tell us a little bit okay, about so, you um, and D.A.R.E. And I um, have had anxiety for my entire life, as I'm sure most of, uh, most of the people here, or maybe you're new to anxiety. That's, you know, that's a thing as well, too. Um, but ever since I was little, um, I've just been very prone to anxiety and I've had several, um, I call them like flare ups there. There's like points in my life that I can point to where anxiety has just gotten really, really out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say it was probably, you know, seven years old. And then at 15 years old, I had a major flare and that's when I started medication, which really helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't really have the tools other than what I was figuring out on my own. Like how, how do I cope with the, mainly I, I'm like a thinking thought kind of person. Um, I, I have a lot of um, compulsions in my thinking. Um, mm -hmm. And I just figured out how to cope with it on my own. I mean, I, I knew some CBT stuff. I had had some therapy. Um, I had some tools, but mainly it was like white knuckling, getting really creative with just continuing yeah. to live my life. And then, you know, again, right before I started grad school. So I'm also a therapist. I'm a social worker. I'm a clinical social worker. I'm in private practice. Yay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been a social worker, um, for about, 12 years now. And, um, right before I went to graduate school, I had another big giant flare. Um, and again, just kind of like <laughs> white knuckled my way through it. And I've lived with this, um, fear always, it's going to come back, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to come back, that kind of a thing. And I struggled with 
pretty much every version of anxiety you can think of. Like, yes, my primary thing is like the thinking obsessive compulsive stuff, but I've had health anxiety. I've had, you know, checking in on body stuff. I've had physical sensations. And so the, then, you know, so I finished graduate, graduate school, became a therapist, did community work for a while, got into private practice, and then I got divorced. And it was like the worst episode. So I kind of like plummeted into panic disorder. It was the worst. And I'm using these clinical terms, but like, mm-hmm. it's all the same stuff, you know, but I'm, I'm just kind of using it for the sake of ease of explaining um, panic disorder and like the worst OCD flare I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, had DPDR, um, panic all day, every day, uh, health anxiety, existential anxiety. I mean, it was just like, you know, Barry talks about having like a crash course. That's what it felt like to me too, this last time. Mm-hmm. So I was desperate. All of my tools, I had no tools, um, I didn't know what to do. I also knew being a therapist that if I went to see a therapist, um, there are a lot of good therapists out there, but, you know, particularly with anxiety, it's hard to find someone who's going to, um, not reinforce what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew that being a therapist, I knew that. (laughs) So I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm like so desperate. And I actually was started following this woman um, who wrote a very, uh, I don't know, I I can't remember where the article is, but it's like in a very um, important newspaper magazine. She wrote an article about DPDR and she Mm -hmm. also has a website um, where she does anxiety coaching. And at the end of her spiel on her web, on her website, she says the resources that really helped her. And one of them was D.A.R.E. Oh, I, I didn't even know this story. Oh, yeah. I have to look, find that. Send her me name is, link. Her name is Gilla Lyons, G-I-L-A and Lyons. Okay. Mm-hmm. She does her own anxiety coaching, but one of, she lists D.A.R.E. as like one of her most important resources. And I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I got the book and I downloaded the app. <laughs> And I started using the app, but I was still so preoccupied with getting rid of the anxiety that yeah. I just couldn't land in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I read a little bit of the book. I did a little bit of the app, but I was still fighting. I was still resisting. And then finally I got to this point where I was like, I got to just throw some shit at the wall. Like I got to like <laughs> do something like I have something <laughs> radical here. Um, and I just really committed to dare. I just, just, I was just like this, this is the only thing that feels like right. Like it makes me. sense. This makes the most sense. Yes. It makes the most sense. Even though I knew, you know, when I first started, I was like, not ready to take it in. I still knew that it was the right thing. To do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, oh, I yeah. know this is right, but like, I can't do this right now. Kind of and then I finally just got to the point where I was like, I, I have to really commit to this. Mm-hmm. And I read the whole book. I joined the, I got on a call with you. I, and then I just, and you know, threw myself in. It. <laughs> and here I am now, it's been like two years. 
Wow, really? Already? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time though. Yeah, I, th I think it's been two years, right? Like, cause it, at the, yeah, it's been two years. And everybody's loving you because they're like, oh, health anxiety, check. Oh, DPDR, oh, 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 rumination, oh, OCD, check, 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 you check. Every box for this webinar. And who oh. could relate to, to Emily's story? Just because we have 80 something people on already. Yeah. yeah. Me. <laughs> 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 they on 100, oh, yeah. They usually, there's a pause and then they all come on at once. Yeah. So, <laughs> awesome. So, so, like, what was the most helpful? Like, what clicked? What, helped because like as like you know from being with dare and being on the pages like he's it's like oh i get it this makes let's try this and see if this worked and you check and it's not gone and like shit that didn't work let's try something else mm -hmm. see i'm struggling with dpdr i'm struggling with it so it's mm -hmm. and when you kind of switch that focus to not the thing you're struggling with but the struggle like what 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 helped for you what what cleared things up what was in the beginning it was the surrender to the fact that i had to stop focusing on getting rid of it mm -hmm. like i had to I, I that was the thing that was like yes i know that that is correct <laughs> like, i need I'm that. So, I'll just look at this for a couple more minutes <laughs> like it was it, it was so clear it's such a it's such a hard thing to like get into, but I knew that that was the right thing. Like I knew that I just kept wanting to get rid of it and it kept keeping me stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I just, the core of what I did was I just like opened my, I just did everything that I could to like open my arms to it. Now it wasn't mm -hmm. perfect. That's the other thing, you know, people hear this and they're like, oh, well then I just need to like open my arms all the time. My arms and then, it, and then it's better. No, it's not like that. It's like you, you do everything that you can, but it's not perfect. I'm, it didn't, for me, it didn't look like I just opened my arms and then all of a sudden like anxiety was okay. It was like, no, yeah. what would happen was I would get the zap, right? Everybody knows what the zap is. It's like, the, yeah. whoop, there it is. Yeah. Now I got the whoosh. I yeah. think either, you're either a zap person or a whoosh person. I'm a whoosher. Whoosh. Who's a zapper? Who's a whoosh? Oh, here, Amy. I know the zap. Somebody knows the zap. Who knows the, the whoosh? I would be the wave. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing. Whatever, whatever word you want to use to describe it, but it hits you. And what we're programmed to do is freak out yeah. about the whoosh mm -hmm. and the zap. <laughs> and like, that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> like, it just is like, you're, it's just going to happen. And you're automatically going to be like, fuck, <laughs> sorry. I know. I. <laughs> so, um, it's how you respond to that. Yes. Not damn. There's the wish again. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be wishing and zapping for the rest of my life. What if I can't get rid of that's the problem, right? Exactly. Right? Not exactly. the zap. The response to that step is where the problem lies, right? Right. It's so hard to put into words. It really is. But once you start doing it, then what ends up happening, like right now, when I feel the zap, I'm like, oh, there's the zap. This is up. Instead of like freaking out about it. Um, right. So it's not just opening your arms. It's making the decision to do that. It's making the decision to like not 
or and making a decision and a commitment to not try and get rid of it. But what right. that looks like in practice is you get the zap, you fight initially, and then you say, I'm fighting. Right. I made a decision that I'm going to commit to letting this be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just do that over and over and over and over and over again. Someone, yeah. someone wrote a, um, I was reading through the questions that you sent me and someone wrote like, I'm doing it, but I'm doing it like 40 times a day. Is that okay? Right, I'm like, right, 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 right. Yes, yeah. you can do it 40 times a day. <laughs> like just, you can do it 400 times a day. 400. I remember like, like what's, I talked to somebody similar story yesterday. I'm doing it a hundred times a day. Like, so what? Otherwise you're doing a hundred times a day of fighting and staring. And so redirect yourself. But normally what comes up, like what came up yesterday, this word tired came up. It's like the person was saying, I'm so tired. I said, yeah, it's okay to be tired, but then throw in the word frustration. I'm like, so tired and frustration are two different things because I can go save the world and be tired. And of course I'm tired, but if you're frustrated, it's because like, probably cause I'm tired from doing all this work, but it's still there. Right. Right. And so like, so 40 times a day, if every time my kid calls my name, okay. So we're in Florida, we're at the beach. You know how many shells I've been shown? Mommy, oh, totally. look, 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 oh my, look at this, look at this, oh, look, look, this looks like a bird, but it's not a bird, but it looks like a bird, but it's a shell, but it's a shell, but is it an animal? I don't know, look, 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 and it's like, okay, I, oh, I see that, mm-hmm. so if there's an expectation of my kids never telling me to look, I'm going to be frustrated right. forever. You're going to be so angry, you're going to want to punch your kid in the face. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, no punching in Florida, one of the few things you can't do here. <laughs> But it's like, that was kind of my post today. I posted about an hour before this webinar of like, what grabs your attention and where you give your attention. Because they're two different things. Things that catch your attention are usually something that's a sharp contrast or it's different. Or it's, again, I was thinking about this this morning. I took a walk on the beach and it's like the one shell that sticks out from all the other shells is because it's different. So I noticed that one first. Yeah. So the notice is not really the problem. It's right. what we do right after we noticed it mm-hmm. right because here's the and we tend to notice things that are the most uncomfortable discomfort supposed to grab your attention and then we fight the discomfort that mm-hmm. is the problem That's how the much thing. time involved afterwards we we spend freely giving like who on the chat have oh i woke up and i noticed this thought which takes a second a millisecond to notice a thought and then how much time did you give the thing you noticed mm-hmm. right because to me that, and that's kind of been my spiel lately. Like mm-hmm. how involved do you get with the thing that caught your attention? Right. And so it's the time and the staring and the Googling, and I have to call my friend and talk about this. And I have to write down all these thoughts I had in a book and I have to analyze it and I have to post it and I have to mm-hmm. post it on 50 different anxiety forums. All yep. of that. What's wrong with me? What, what else? What am I missing? There's a cat tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, there, there are, a million things that you can, the, 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 uh, when you decide to pay attention to the thing that you hate and try and get rid of it, there are endless opportunities for you to like try and fight it. Like you can right. get real creative mm-hmm. trying to get rid of the thing because you get desperate. Right. Right. Someone, someone just said, you know, how you deal with thoughts if they make you miserable. And it's like, well, what's making you miserable? 
is it the thoughts or is it everything that you're trying to do to get rid of thought like thoughts are just happening they're just happening we and then we get them i love when you talk when they talk about the magnifying glass like you're just like you get the flashlight and the magnifying glass yeah yeah there it is yeah yeah gotta look at it gotta analyze it what does it mean about me right what does that's, it mean about that's me? the problem not the th- mm-hmm. everybody's got the same thing like if you have like a library or um, like, like a whole library of thoughts, of imagination, of ideas. Everybody's got kind of the same library. You develop a set of language, you know what things are, you know what nouns are, you have imagination. And then it's like, so you can always pull out a thought. You can always go in your brain card catalog and find, oh, what section are like the shittiest thoughts ever? And though like, you can always go find them, but then we go, oh, there they are. Let, and then we read those books all day long, trying to make them no longer in our library. That doesn't work. You can't un, you can't eliminate a thought from your head because you don't like it. But like you were saying, thoughts happen. So I can continue about life and passively notice what happens. Physical sensations happen, feelings happen, right? And then it's how involved do we get in them is really the problem. Rumination, somebody posted it also after you were talking about it. Ruminate, ruminate just means to think deeply about something. Mm-hmm. It's really all it means. So think deeply about whatever you want, if that's what you choose to do, or if you find this interesting, or you're solving a world problem. But if you're thinking deeply about this thing that you don't get to get rid of, that you're desperately trying to get rid of, it's the trying to get rid of a problem that is actually the problem. Right, exactly. And, And the thing is, it's a total futile attempt. You are never going to get rid of thoughts. Never. And also your body is going to have sensations. That's just what bodies do. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. what they do. They have sensations constantly all the time. Like I remember being on calls and like someone was talking about like having a certain sensation in their body. And then, and you were like, okay, I want um, everyone to think about that sensation in their body. Can you find it? I was like, oh Not- shit, I got it too. Oh no. There it is. There it is. There it is. Because if you go looking for it, like if someone's like, I got pain in my toe and I start thinking pain in my toe, pain in my toe, (gasps) there's something going on with my toe. Right. And so then that's notice. There's nothing wrong with noticing anybody, whoever, if I run a group and then I have two one-to-one calls and I have something else. And if somebody comes on with something different, I find, I promise you everything anybody tells me, oh, I feel kind of detached and, and it's just human nature to go, oh, do I feel detached? Oh yeah, kind of. And I find some form of it. Again, it's notice. And then like the label we attach to what we've noticed. The label is what's the problem. Because if it's, oh God, oh my God, I feel detached too. I don't want to catch that person's problem. And that's the reason why a lot of people don't come on the groups. They don't want to like catch somebody else's anxiety. Imagine that being a therapist. I don't want to catch this. I want to catch everything. Yeah. Oh, here's a, the difference between distraction and engaging in an effort to respond. Yeah. Distraction seems fake and full of fear on fear. Engaging seems like you've accepted the fear and now you're looking elsewhere. Exactly. That's exactly right. So I'm, I, I'll give you an example. This, this was my favorite thing of engaging lately. So I had to get an MRI for the first time, like fun. And I, uh, I was cold. I, I had a, a, cold flu thing at the same time. Right. Mm. So this is, this is not a good recipe. 
for me. <laughs> but I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get an MRI and anxiety is going to be there. Like it is a hundred percent going to be present because mm-hmm. I, there's not, I can't control that. Right. So I show up and I'm just kind of doing the thing, doing the thing, letting anxiety be there. Da, 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 da. I, I get put in the tube, which was the thing that I was like most afraid of. And I'm in the tube and I'm like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> like this sucks. And like, I could, I can feel the waves, you know, like you just kind of like feel oh, that would have been me too. I, on that tube. That would have been me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just like, here they are. Here they are. The waves of anxiety. Right. And I'm laying there and I'm like, there's nothing I can do there. How do I like engage my brain here? Like there's nothing I can do. And then I saw these scratch marks, like these black People trying to get out. I was like, where are these coming from? Like, why? What are they putting in this tube? So there were these like black scratch marks and I just started counting them. One, two, three, four, five, six. That that was my favorite example of engaging for myself because I was like, wait, that's what I wasn't trying to get rid of anything. Right. And it's, it such, a, it's such a differentiation because like somebody else would say, oh, okay, I'm going to say count the scratch marks. I'm freaking out. Count the scratch marks in desperation. Right. In and desperate. so, and that's why like the action, two people could do the same actions, but if you're doing them in two different ways, it's how you do whatever it is you do. Cause it's like, oh, anxiety is present. Yup. Okay. Now I notice this thing. What else can I notice? Oh, there's some scratch marks. So now I can choose between sending my focus to the present anxiety or sending my focus to these scratch marks. Exactly. Well, this sucks and I don't want to look at what sucks more. So let's just look at this while I'm here. I can look at something else. Right. Right. So I was just laying there allowing what was happening while just counting. And And the counting, I wasn't expecting the counting to get rid of the anxiety. That's, that wasn't the point. It was, right. it was just redirecting attention. I it's think that is like one of the biggest cruxes here. This is one, right? Would you say just from seeing wow. so many posts and would you say that's like one of the most important things to learn how to do? Yes. Like not to get, not, not to get rid of, not to calm down, not calming or breathing. All that stuff is good for its own stuff, but like deciding what's the most important again, because if you still label the thought, feeling, or sensation as danger, it will automatically keep feeling as the most important because danger trumps everything, right? Danger trumps everything. So as long as you continue to send this message to yourself that as long as these thoughts are still here, I'm still in potential danger, Yep. these physical, but when you really just start, like, how did you start doing that? How did you just start treating yourself as safe? Um, God, it was such a, like, in the beginning, this place of having the old way of being and the new way of being living side by side. That's the only way that I can really describe it. It was like, I had to know the old way, which is the thing that I was automatically programmed to do. Mm -hmm that was happening. See, that's the thing. Like, you can't just stop doing that either. Like, it's, it's so hard to put into words. It's, you can't just stop doing it. It's the thing that's happening. It's the thing that your brain is going to do. And so there's a part, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I, this is going to happen. 
And now I just have to learn how to respond to that happening. So it was like yes. this kind of back and forth thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the times people get caught in self-doubt because they're still noticing that they're doing the old thing, but like, that's you a- have to do the old thing. You, you kind of have, have to, to do you in order to, not. yeah, right. Cause it's it habits, hard. it's habitual stuff. And so that's why it's practice, not trying exactly. because practice means, oh yeah, I got stuck doing it this way. All right. It's this way now, like learning the alphabet backwards. That's always my go-to thing. Like in the beginning, in order to learn it backwards, you kind of have to do it forwards first, right? Like, okay, wait, what comes before X? A, B, C, D, S, H, H, K, L, Q, R, C, V, W, X, Y, oh, W, X, so Z, Y, X, W. And so like, in order to learn a new, uh, something a new way, you have to like, let yourself do it the old way without judgment, perfectionist attached to and say, oh yeah, that's me starting this process of going this direction. And kind of like, the more you let yourself do it and you notice it, the more you can start catching it earlier and earlier and say, oh no, wait, wait, it's not left, right, left. It's left, left, right. Yes. Yes. And someone asked like, when did you notice that like you, like a layer of anxiety started to uh, loosen? And I'll tell you when it really, when I really started to notice I'm getting somewhere is when there was distance. I felt a distance between mm-hmm. me and the old way of doing things. Yeah. Like I, I was like, I have a choice. I like, it was like, the more I did this back and forth thing, the more I realized like, all oh, right, like I, I'm separate from this, this thing that I'm doing. Right. So then it, I had this distance where I could then really start to externalize, you know, I started using like, you know, my anxiety being like a little gremlin running around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, telling me all sorts of different things about what I should be doing and, and all of that. And then you get enough of the tools that work for you to respond to the little gremlin. And then it's like, then it just builds on itself. Like you don't right, even really right, like right. And you get better at doing that. Yeah. Like you just hit a point and it's going to be different for everybody, but you just yeah. hit a point where there's enough of a sense of like you're you separate from this. Like you have a choice, I guess. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the part a lot of people honest. miss, especially with the OCD diagnoses and yes. the rumination. And the, it's, we think like, like, like it just takes over. Those are always the words I hear about that. It just, it takes over. My brain's making me do this. My brain's forcing me, pummeling me with all these thoughts. As, and, I, and I get that. But it when feels you, that way. It sure does. But when you step back and see it, rather than it being here, it's like, oh yeah, I see. And then I get to have a choice again of like what I focus on. And then you get to focus on like what's in your control is your actions, your words, and your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Not the thoughts, like you said, thoughts happen. I love that. That's a great, like shit happens, right? Thoughts happen. And then happened. how involved in the thoughts, the involvement is our choice. It might not feel like in the beginning and it becomes so habitual to go, oh, here's this thing I must pay very close attention to because it feels so important, but that it, it will continue to feel as so important because you continue to treat it so important. Mm-hmm. And so the part that's in your control is the treating. 
Yes. While it still feels, that's the hard part. I have to start treating it differently while it still feels really important. And then the, it starts to feel less important. And you kind of notice that after you've changed how you've treated it. Yes. And you just have to trust. You just have to trust that that's where you're going. Like, okay. it, I know it feels powerful, but like, they're like mirages they're it's like illusions then they they feel really the other the other uh metaphor that i use that you actually talk about a lot and i i stole it from you and i use it with clients but it's also like an it's also an accepted commitment therapy method. it's like you know when you're sitting in a movie theater and you're watching a movie and you're really loving it and you're really into it you almost feel like yeah. in it mm -hmm. I think everybody's had that experience. It's either a movie or a book, you yeah, know? And a you good get, movie will do that. Oh my God, you just get immersed in it, right? And then suddenly you're like, oh wait, I'm a person in a movie theater. <laughs> right, right, right. Like the Truman Show, that, right? That you is, zoom out and yes. see like, oh, you're in the movie. When you zoom out and you see the scene, you're like, yes. oh yeah, it's a movie about a movie. Yes. So what, the moment for me was realizing I was a person in the movie theater. <laughs> Yeah. That's what it, it feels so powerful. You feel so immersed with it, but right. you're just a person in the movie theater watching a scary movie in your head. Right. That's what's happening. Right. It's just a movie in your head. It, it literally, it, you can't touch it. You can't, there, there's, you're making it up. Right. And that's why it's, it's almost easier to get stuck like that because it's when, if it was like, that my line is like, what's happening right now? When yes. it's danger, it's so, it's like, yes. oh my gosh, this thing is happening. And this is obviously what's happening. But when it's, it's fear without danger, like we just keep focusing on the things that we can keep focusing on it, but the focus right. doesn't do anything about it. Right. So, so like, so we I, have, so, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, I was going to go through some of the questions, but go ahead, please. Well, just one, one last. So right now, I mean, obviously I, I got an MRI, so I'm going through a medical thing right now. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. They have no idea what's going on with me. I have no symptoms, but I've had like a spike in my liver enzymes. And then they started coming down and like, they keep coming down, but they're not quite in normal range. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what's going on? And I've had an ultrasound and I've had blood work and I've had MRI, nothing is wrong, but I've just had this spike. And I, I, so my anxiety is like, you're, you're going to die. Of course. You're going to be yeah. living with a chronic condition for the rest mm -hmm, of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this was in the beginning, this happened like a couple of months ago. It was like, really, it was a real challenge for me. And I was laying there and I was like, I'm okay. I'm watching this scary movie, but where am I right now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is happening right now? I am in my living room. I have had all sorts of imaging that says that my liver's just fine. Right. So there's nothing else to be done in my mind right now right. about this. I'm clearly trying to take control over this situation. I'm trying mm -hmm. to create some kind of certainty, but there is literally nothing I can do. And also if they do find something, you know, if something does happen, then I will go through that process. Like it, it's, there's, I think, I mean, this is kind of a, 
you know, in the beginning stages of, of working with anxiety, this is kind of a harder thing to come to terms with, but like the true, you know, lack of control that we have around yeah. a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, I, I always control vulnerability and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Those are the three things that we desperately fight the most. And it's like the same words you, you, you just use is what gets people stuck. And it's the same words that gets people unstuck, but when they're said in a different way, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh my gosh, these numbers are off and nobody knows why. And there's nothing I can do about it. Oh my gosh, better keep doing, better keep scrolling, better keep worrying, better keep feeling wherever I think my liver is in oh, my definitely. body. Better keep oh, touching, definitely. Better Every keep time I get a sensation my, there. Oh, jaundice, do I, I'm suddenly a doctor and check, right? Or it's the same words of like, well, I don't know. I've done everything and I've done the tests. I've done the checks. There may or may not be something wrong, but right now there's nothing to be found. So there's I, there's nothing for me to control because there's nothing for me to do. And it's the same words, but said differently where you let go rather than fight. Right. So it took me a couple of days to actually get to that place. But then once I did, it was like, okay, let's see. Yeah. Right. Let's and that's what nobody's like, well, what if I don't catch it early enough? But what, if, it's still, still that, all that work in your head is not productive. Is it helpful? Are you doing some sort of liver scan with your brain while you're like, we just feel like, well, I feel like I need to do something. So I have to do this to feel like I'm, I'm staying safe or being prudent, taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. It, if it serves a purpose, go for it. Sure. I, if you're actually doing something, if you're a liver specialist and working in a lab, great, go for it. But if you're spending the day ruminating on your own thoughts, it's, it's kind of a waste of your time. If you're, you're probably attending to anxiety rather than attending to a medical thing, because unless you're a medical doctor that's actually performing tests on your own body, right? right? right. It's kind of like time is not being spent very well right there. Right. So I'll get a zap. I'll get a feeling in my body in the location of my liver. And I'm like, I get the zap. Because you can't control the zap, right? I consider Mm -hmm. myself recovered from anxiety, right? Whatever the, whatever that means. I (laughs) I don't like that word either, but. I consider consider that be a thing, right? But that does not mean that I don't get the zap. Yep. I get it. I get the zap. I get it every time something happens in that vicinity. Mm -hmm. Zap happens. The difference is the zap. And I'm like, oh, there's the zap. Yeah. A zap and a whoosh help you pay attention and fight whatever thinks is identified danger. When you identify the zap or the whoosh as the identified danger, zap, zap, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Oh my gosh, this is zap. This is a whoosh. What's wrong with me? That's forever. Like, oh, zap. Yep. And it's a whole lot of this. I know people probably must think I'm such a jerk. I'm not shrugging off how awful it feels. I want that to be your new response of like, yeah, there's a zap. What do I do about the zap? literally nothing seriously i mean i would know if there was a serious medical emergency (laughs) yeah i think i would because they usually show up before the zap shows up right if we're so looking for problems we kind of find every little bit of these of things that could be problems and stare at them waiting for them to become problems because we're ready ready for a problem and can we kind of go looking for them? But then guess what? A tree comes crashing down while you're checking to see if your liver's about to explode. And guess what you attend to? The tree. Because the tree is actual right now danger. 
Mm-hmm. And with the anticipation and stuff, we have one foot in the present and one foot in the future, right? So our head's off here in the future, but our fight is here. And so our alarm doesn't know what the hell's happening. Like as long as she's fighting something here, as mm-hmm. long as there's a here fight, we send her here energy for here fight. So some people are fighting back there, the past, and some people are fighting, but what if over there in the future, but everybody's presently fighting. And as long as you're presently fighting, your body will keep you in a presently fighting state. It's simple. It's not easy, but if you kind of just keep it simple like that and then see what am I presently fighting? Am I presently fighting scorpions on my face? Keep right. fighting scorpions on your face. Cause that's right now fight for with right now energy for right now danger. Everything's here. But if something's not here, if something's back in the past and something's off into the future, not fightable. Nope. Also something's here and it's a thought feeling or sensation not fightable, everything else, fightable. Thought, feeling, sensation, other people's thoughts, feelings, and sensations, not fightable. Nope. My house is collapsing, fightable. Yep. So yeah. Right, let's, let's answer some questions because we have like a million of them. And Great. again, if we can't get to all of them, we'll start taking some. We're gonna post some videos when I come back from Florida. Um, did you find any that you, you wanted to a- answer or I know they kind of came through in a big blue. Uh, I, I, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I don't have one off the top of my head. Um, and but. so, you know, just the gist of our conversation pre-answer, because I scroll through a, a lot of them before kind of pre-answered a lot of things, but that's, but I just want to say some of these out loud, just so you guys can see how it's, yeah, our, this conversation is attached to so many of the questions that come in. It's like, but they didn't answer my question. Like we kind of did, but that's yeah. why it's not like, I hear a lot of times there doesn't have a chapter in the book about like a tingly feeling in the back of your head. Well, Dara doesn't have a chapter about, they talk about dizzy, but they don't talk about vertigo, but they kind of mentioned tinnitus, but they don't talk about that, but they don't talk about, but they don't talk about, I said, because that stuff kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's this right. part of this stuff. Right. It's the way we treat this stuff. And right. so that's why this question here, one of the first questions that came in, how do you dare, and guys in the chat too, tell me if you hear it. How do you dare through tight headaches all day when you can hear your pulse in your head? Okay, so do you guys see the two different things? There is, there are tight headaches and a pulse in your head. You're not daring through this. Dare is to let go. Okay, oh, three people raise their hand. Oh, how did you guys do that? You raise your hand. I don't even know. What? Your people raise their hand. I guess saying yes, that's us. Of like, oh. like, how do you, you don't dare through physical sensations. No. You're using dare to get through. And if you're using dare to get through something, that's not mm-hmm. what it's for, mm-hmm. right? How do you dare? How do you use dare when you're experiencing physical sensations? The physical sensations are not the problem. You probably have a story attached to those physical sensations. And the story is some sort of threat or danger or this discomfort that lasts forever. Why is it back? So there's anxiety and physical sensations, both present. The dare is to help you let go of the fight of this stuff, mm-hmm. not to get through this stuff until this stuff goes away and then you can let go. Right. Right. What do you think? Any, so I miss anything? you got a tight headache and there's pulsing in your, in your head and it's all day, every day. Okay. There's, there is, honestly, with that one, like if that were my thing, I would just be like, 
I would practice actually sitting with the headache and sitting with the, um, the pulsing. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just, I would just sit, I would, I did this. I was afraid of my couch for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Couch was danger. I don't know why. <laughs> like, see, this is why anxiety makes you feel crazy. Really I'm like, glad what? you said that because somebody, that was a question that now we don't have to say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. like old associations with things? Like I wore, last time I wore this shirt, I had a panic attack. Uh-huh. I can't wear this shirt again, right? The yeah. couch, when I sat yeah. on the couch. The couch and so scary. those associations are made. Yeah, couch, couldn't sit on the couch. It was, it was danger, danger place. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would sit on the couch. <laughs> sit on the couch. And I would just sit there and I would be like, I would just feel it. I would just feel all of it. And I, I just was like, this is happening. This is happening. And I would try and relax my body as much as I possible. I would go spaghetti while I was sitting mm-hmm. on the couch and it was happening. That is what I would say about these headaches and the pulsing in your head. Like it, that's how you would practice dare. Yeah. It just, in my opinion, I think there are a lot of different ways that you could practice dare with this particular thing, but that's what comes to my mind immediately is right. if I were to apply dare to something like this, it would be sitting and being like, there it is. There it is. Yep. Headache. Pulsing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then just continue doing things with your day. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you go back into notice mode. And if you're going to sit with yeah. it, this headache or whatever is going to be on the next questions. How do you dare through whatever? Somebody just wrote, how do you deal with skipped heartbeats? Same way, right? Here is, that's why I use this black blob in a lot of my posts, right? It's just a black fluffy blob, like whatever you want to put in that blob. Here's the thing that's here. So here I am sitting on the couch, but now I can sit next to it on the couch like this. Oh my God, is it going here? Mm-hmm. And check and do something and check and, and like, look over here. Okay, we're watching TV, we're watching TV. Is it gone yet? So I am s- sitting next to it, but with the wrong attitude and the wrong intention, as opposed to, Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so like, it's still here, but you're looking this way. And even if you happen to notice it again, this is my post today. Something catches your attention. Here's the thing. If you, it, whatever catches your attention will catch your attention for a second. Anything after that second, I'm freely giving my attention to. And that's the part that pisses people off, but that's the part where your power is to say, yes. now I get, this is where my choice is. This has now caught my attention. Identify it as right now danger or not. If it's right now danger, attend to it. If it's, whoa, my heart skipped a beat. Whoa, there's that headache. Honestly, all you get to do is go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do do have a headache. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the shrug is because it's it's all day, every day. Yep. Even more so. Even more so because your fight is useless. Right. What are you fighting? You're just keeping yourself in fight mode. So here's right. this thing I don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let yourself not like it. Yep. That's it. Yep. I oh, had PR for like all, all day, every day. And that's all I did with it for a very, very, very long time. Well, not a very, very long time. It was, it was a while, but like, you know, whatever. But that's all I did. Yep. There it is. There it is. Yep. All day, every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. And now, Masid, I'm going to ask you a question. When did you notice it kind of starts being there? Honestly, I can't, I can't pinpoint the moment. Yeah. It right. just, because it, 
you noticed it by accident I'm guessing yeah. right like it was like it, it's weird. like all of a sudden I remember I remember when I like first started to notice that it had been like not around I almost didn't even care <laughs> like I almost was like oh <laughs> like people expect to have this like oh, yeah I know on and oh honestly I got to this point where I was like huh okay <laughs> And then, you know, and then, I mean, with, with anxiety, it's sometimes like, oh, what if it comes back? You know, there's like that thought. Right, and then right. you're like, then it can come back. Yes. That was another question that came up too. It was like, I'm doing well. And I, it kind of fades away. And guys, this is the process. Let's take your DPR, DPDR, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you might notice like maybe instead of like every five seconds, it was like every 10 seconds. And then every 20, 20 seconds, every couple minutes, I noticed, right? That time that we check in seems to get longer and longer. And then you get involved in something else and you kind of forget to find the thing, whatever the thing is for you. Mm -hmm. And then we go some version of, oh shit, I forgot to find the thing. Yep. Who does this? I, I, I bet you this chat will blow up right now. Yep. And then we go, oh, shit. There it is, because then yeah. we go looking for it, and then we do some version of, oh my god, I can't believe I found this thing. Yep. I found it. I, why do I keep doing this? I, how do I stop checking in? How do I? Yeah, here comes all. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. But that's the process of progress. So don't get stuck in that yes. process. A hundred percent, it is the process of progress. Yes, it is not a problem that you're doing that. Right. This is not a back and forth. Oh, I made progress. I didn't make progress. No, I made progress. It's like, oh wow, I just. I, I noticed I forgot to pay attention to this thing for 20 minutes. Look at me putting some space. Apparently I didn't treat this very strong, unpleasant thing as very um, important anymore. And now I found it and here's the whoosh zap, right? Oh, that's right. I found it again. Mm -hmm. So I bet it gets the same re response. Right, right. Not, not so much that I don't try and stop checking in, but when you find whatever you check in, how do you treat what you found when you checked in? Exactly. So it'd be like, what if it comes back? And then I'll be like, then it'll come back. Yes, yes. And those are those words, same thing that get people stuck in the same words that get people out. Well, what if it lasts forever? I had somebody last week, in the beginning it was, well, what if this lasts forever? The DPDR yeah. uh, sensation. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, which was this past week, the same words. I had this, uh, it lasts forever and it was like, Oh, well, then the last forever, whatever. I don't need to, it's the over-involvement in what's present. That's the problem. And somebody on the chat posted, I'm just so tired of Googling these sensations. I'm so tired of checking and Googling. Then stop. Yeah. Because that's the stuff in your control. Yes. Okay. Somebody had told me once a while ago, I'm, I'm, they went from saying, I'm so tired of feeling this way to I'm so tired of living this way. And that's a huge difference. What am I doing and why am I doing it? I'm Googling. That is in your, you get to choose every time yep. you press a button, you've made that decision to do it. So that's why that whole mindful thing is important because mindfulness should be geared towards your behaviors as well. Not, I feel like I have to. And so three hours later, we throw in like yada, yada, yada. Now I've given myself 10 million diagnoses because I had a weird thing in the side of my head. And so I can choose to click this button. I can choose to not click this button. I can't choose to not feel good for not clicking this button. I can choose to let myself not feel good and choose to not click this button.
All right, let's keep going. Um, oh, there was a, oh shoot, I just, where'd it go? Okay, oh, my anxiety peaks every afternoon around four and seems worse on dull days. Yeah, Do you I think remember. this is due to fatigue or conditioning that I've associated evenings slash dull days with anxiety? I want to talk about this because of the clothes association, the couch, because this is just, they're conditioned responses. Um, I'm doing exposure therapy, but don't see how it will work for this sort of issue as I am exposed every afternoon slash dull day, but it's not improving. I mean, I think it's great that you're exposed to that every single day. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. So then you have an opportunity every single day. I was afraid of daytime for a while. Yeah. Um, daytime yep. was like a trigger for me. It was like, I remember that nighttime was my better time, right? Yeah. And then, then who on here is going to go, no, 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 no. It can only be daytime, not nighttime. <laughs> about that like I was like how whatever so I um I was afraid of daytime I was supposed to daytime every single day <laughs> you kind of can't get around that one unless you, can't, you know, keep can't switching your daytime. like poles unfortunately you can't avoid daytime so <laughs> um it's the same I, I you know I hear it's not improving and I want to ask immediately like are you're still want, or I want to say, like, you're still wanting it to go away. Yeah. Yeah. That, there, but it's still coming. happening every day at four o'clock. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's the not improving because you're wanting the only barom like the, the way that you're measuring progress is if it's gone. So if, if that is the measurement of progress, you're never going to, you're never going to improve. Cause like I said, I'm someone who's recovered. I still get that. I still get the whoosh. I still get the zap. I still get it. I still have it. Right. It's, it's the, you, it, the thing that makes it better is learning how to treat it differently. Right. Right. Because you kind of want those. I had one person so long ago, they only had anxiety when they flew international flights, but only to three specific countries. Yeah. You don't get to practice that much. Right. Yeah. But right. it's like when you switch that mindset, because oftentimes the mindset is, oh my gosh, every day, or every month when I get my period, or every day when I go to work, or every time I pass this exit. And so, like, that's that, that video, that live Instagram thing I did on my page on New Year's Eve. It was, I did this whole thing on exposure therapy and it's action, but if attitude and intent aren't lined up, you're just going to keep doing the same action, reinforcing the same fear. Yep. If you're, intent is off. So if the intention is to never feel this feeling, remember, then that feeling is labeled as danger. Everything that's running here is the threat system. And so if whatever the feeling is, is marked as a threat and we check to see if it's gone, that's the thing you will clearly see at four o'clock. Yep. You will clearly oh, yes. find what you're trying to get rid of at four o'clock. Yeah. The other thing that um, one time I, I, I was talking to you about checking and you had said, um, there's a, there's a different, like becoming the hunter, not the hunted. Right. So like mm -hmm. you like with, che I, I, with checking, you know, you're kind of like, oh, where is it? Oh my God. Oh my right, God. Here right, it comes. Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here it comes. Right. And instead with an expectation to, of hoping it's not there. Right. Exactly. And instead you want to be like, where is it? Where, where is the it? hell are you? It's, Throw in my family's accents too. Where the hell are you? It's four o'clock. I got my dinner, I got my snacks. Let's go, girl. Yep. Where are you at? 
<laughs> Where are you at? Come on, let's bring it up. Fine. And it may or may not show up. Right. It may or may not show up. Either way is not a disappointment. It's not, I've done something wrong or I did it right, but we didn't show up. <sighs> yes, there worked. No, nope. there didn't work or not work for that particular reason. Like Aida's Daily Dare. I love that one that she wrote. You, it, um, what is it? Progress is measured not by how you feel, but by your willingness to feel. Exactly. Okay. And so whatever the thing is that comes at four o'clock, if every time come four o'clock comes around, you're like, like waiting. And if it doesn't show up, you're like, oh, I survived it. Mm -hmm. And when it does show up, it's frustration. It's okay. Here's that thing. I accept and allow. It's fine. You're staring mm -hmm. at the thing. And I want you to stare at how you're treating the thing mm -hmm. because well, this is the important part. The, the worst thing is like when four o'clock comes and you're like, is it here? Is it not here? Is it here? Is it not here? Is it here? Is it that? And there's that like, yeah, I remember getting stuck in those places too, where it's like, is it here? Oh, wait, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let me look harder. <laughs> like, you know, like that, that kind of thing. Oh, I found it. Oh, wait, hold on. Here oh, it wait, is. Wait, wait. And I found it, but we're going to look at it like this. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And so, and then this, to tie that in with association, we associate a lot of things. We associate things, nouns, verbs, places, situations, oh, yeah. time. Somebody had certain time on the clock because oh, yeah. they noticed the time when they had the panic attack and at that time, they were seeing what time it is. And then we attach meaning to it all. Okay. So it's not like we learn by association, just any basic psych 101 class, you'll learn about classical conditioning. And that's how learning's made by associations, not anxiety disorders, learning. And again, like the learning that's happening here is by, by, by things that are happening together. And then how we act, we're kind of sealing those things as important. Okay. So with this chair, it was important. I had a panic attack in this chair. Okay. But guess what? You probably also filtered out other things that you deemed as unimportant that somebody else might deem as important. It might've been 11 o'clock in the morning when you had a panic attack, but it was the chair or it was the train. And so somebody else might go, oh, I always have panic attacks in the morning. And somebody else will say, no, 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 now it's trains. Okay. So associations are made. It becomes a conditioned response. So, you know, where you freak out on the train and you acted like the train was danger. The next time you're by a train or a bus, cause it's kind of like a train or a car has wheels, like a train and move, like anything that's kind of similar. That's the conditioned response would be. Oh, she fought there. We sent her fear. So here's some fear just in case. Yep. Okay. You start breaking the association between things by acting differently. And so that's why it's like, then sit on the couch then put on that shirt because you were not in danger. When you put the shirt on, you were in fear. Mm -hmm. And that's the huge, huge difference. I can be in fear and wear the shirt, be in fear and wear the shirt on my head, I wear the shirt around my waist. I can cut up the shirt and glue it all over my house this shirt is not danger and this shirt didn't make something happen that's the associations that get stuck mm -hmm. all right what else do we have here uh okay can you still recover from an anxiety disorder slash health anxiety if you've suffered for years yes yes Next. No. <laughs> yeah like 100% there is absolutely nothing preventing you from recovering other than keeping the fight going. Like, and I know that that fight, the webs 
and the 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 ten the tentacles of the associations feel like how am I ever going to like get out of this web? But the solution is just this one decision. Yeah. And if you just make that one decision to just kind of be willing and kind of, um, you know, learning to cultivate an acceptance of it being there, then it's almost like the, the tentacles, they, they retract themselves. You don't have to attack every single association separately. Like you, you don't, it's just this one kind of core um, choice to actually right. do something different and committing to that. That does take energy, but it's like right. worth it. Right. And just know like the only, and I'm not even, I don't even want to make it like I'm adding a disclaimer here, but it's just, you've just been involved in a habit longer than other people have been involved in exactly. a habit before, but pay attention to how you learn new habits in general. Forget anxiety and anxiety disorder and all that stuff. Like if you were going to learn something new and I'll say, I say this a lot on the boot camps. like do something, learn a, something that you've gotten used to doing, but in a different way that has nothing to do with anxiety, like dry your hair, use the hair dryer with a different hand or yep. eat with a different fork, well, your fork yes. in a different hand so that you can practice. Oh, how do I, cause you've been doing something like this forever, right? Your whole life and say, well, how do I want to start doing it in a new way? Oh, I have to be aware of the time. So it's great. If it's always four o'clock, I can kind of be prepared to say, all right, here comes four o'clock. I'm going to be so inclined to pick up with my left hand, but this time I'm going to pick it up with my right hand. And then it just becomes second nature and either what, so that's the process. Like that might just be a little harder. And this is why I would love for this kind of approach to be taught in school, because I'd rather teach somebody how to do it the right way rather than reteach somebody who's been doing it the old way, how to do it a new way. Obviously it's harder right? Yeah. Just because it's, it's a pattern of behaviors. But like one of my examples, the last couple of weeks has been like, if two people are both tapping the same, uh, two different ponds, right? And one person started tapping it five minutes ago. And one person started tapping it 40 years ago. Once they both stop, the pond takes the same amount of time to settle down. The other person is just tired of tapping much longer. Yeah. Right. 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 And has all sorts of stories about it. <laughs> right, right. And just feels like I have to tap it. And like, they might just be so used to sticking their finger in the water, but it's like the pond will settle itself back down when you stop treating yourself as if it's constantly in danger. Yes. All right. Let's, let's squeeze in one more. Um, okay. Oh, same thing. If you had it for years. Yep. Here's another one. Um, what shall I do about depersonalization? I get it a lot when I'm talking to people and it makes me very scared. Yeah. We kind of address that one. Same thing. Now you can replace that depersonalization with dizzy. You can replace that depersonalization with intrusive thoughts. So what happens when this black blob thing shows up that I don't like, and my body sends me fear to help me fight the black blobby thing. If the black blobby thing is scorpions, fight it. If here's this thing I don't like, and here's fear. I have a video. You guys get like my little inside scoop here. Um, I have like, I'm going to get these colored panels and it's like, I'll hold up something green and go, the scary thing. And it's going to be like a scare, whatever the scary thing is. But when you separate, it's like, oh, here's the thing. And here's fear. 
Yes. Okay. Two different things. Mm -hmm. It's not the scary thing. It's, oh, here's scary dog. It's here's the dog and here comes fear. Mm -hmm. Why did fear show up? Because it, for whatever reason, yeah. whether how I've treated before or misinterpretation, yeah. it thinks the dog is danger. So here's some fear to help me do something about the dog. Fear helps you let go of the doing, not the dog and not the fear. You don't need to use the fear that shows up. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, guys? All right. And so same thing, then just like Emily was saying, sit on the couch, right? Oh, I'm talking to this person. And I feel like not even myself, probably so aware, right? The, the, how your voice sounds in your ears, what you're going to say. Yeah. Yep. Right. Be the nodder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like fear in and of itself isn't dangerous either. It's just a feeling. It's just a sensation in your body. Yeah. You know, fear is only see, there's associations again. Right. I mean, it's only useful. It's only useful if there's like, like, I'm just like repeating what you just said. It's only useful if there's something actually in front of you that you need to deal with. Exactly. Uh, if it's not, then it's literally like a headache or uh, a, like a hangnail. <laughs> like it's, it's just a sensation in your body. Right. You know, like that extra cup of, of water that you boiled to, to make the sauce thinner. Oh, but the sauce is enough. Oh, I don't need it. Well, we can use it. Don't use yes. it. Fear showed up. The, the fear, the presence of fear is not the problem. The presence, fear shows up when it thinks there is a present problem. Mm -hmm. And when there's no present problem, we treat fear as the problem. And then we start doing something about the fear. Fear helps you do. So the idea is to say, there's nothing to do. So I don't need to add this to the recipe. I don't need it. Not, it must be gone. Why is it still here? It's, mm, it could be here. I don't know. I might need it. The, I don't know. The deck I'm on may collapse and I'll, I'll need energy to save my life. But right now, mm -hmm. I need to do anything. I'm just scared. Yeah. That's why you, just is important. It's right. Exactly. And when you leave it alone, it just is like, Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> right. And that's why it's like, yeah, that's how you reset its filters. Oh, I put on this coat last time and my body misinterpreted the coat or whatever. It kind of sealed the coat as part of the danger. Oh, this is not dangerous. So I'm going to wear this coat all damn day. I'm going to go buy 10 of these coats, put them all over my body. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. thanks for sending me fear, but mm -hmm. kind of ends here. This is the last time I don't, I don't need to mm -hmm. send the fear anywhere. I'm not fighting a coat. Coat's not a danger. Mm -hmm. I just feel scared. I'm wearing this coat and I feel scared. Thanks for the scared. Mm -hmm. I keep wearing the coat until somehow the, if the coat becomes dangerous, then I'll attend to the coat. Mm -hmm. One of the rules that I had for myself, like this was very explicit in the beginning for me too. One of the rules that I had for myself is like anything that came up for me that was like, oh, you can't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's going to bring up fear. I did it. Like it was like, I just went and did it. Like, and, th and this was like even little, little tiny things like, um, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I would, it would even come up if I was just like going to do the dishes, you know, like it, it, these little, little tiny things. And then mm -hmm. you can't, don't move your butt. Oh, right. Because for me, when I get really anxious, I don't, I can't move. There's no moving, no Freeze. moving, mm -hmm. no moving. Because if you move, you get eaten, it'll happen. <laughs> like, can't move. So anytime that would come up, it would be like, 
go. Like it, you, it's just anytime that comes up, that should be your signal to go and do it. Yeah. Just go do it. Yep. And then it becomes, and then the, the, the quicker you go do it, the less time you spend frozen. And, and this comes up a lot, kind of often, at least every couple of months, this question comes in, literally can't move. Okay, so start calling bullshit on that too, because like, right. I, I get it that that fight, flight, freeze, protect response is supposed yes. to trump everything it's else. Very strong, it's very strong. Yep, so now, okay, so now I've noticed, right, the space, now I notice I'm frozen. Can't I not like that? Like, right. can I blink? Like. Right. I can move my eyeballs because honestly, if you were if you were in a frozen, a free state in a forest and, and a bear was walking by, the one thing that absolutely would be moving would be your eyeballs. Yep. Right? Because you're gonna freeze your body, but keep a careful eye on that bear. And that's when you start calling, like we start fighting our own fight or flight response. So we're trying to fight away the fight and stop fight freezing and and flee from fighting and fucking it all up, right? And so it's, oh, frozen, I can't, literally can't move. Stop the word literally, you're literally using it wrong, right? It's, oh, I can, because guess what? If your house exploded while you were in this freeze response, you would get the hell out of your house. And so it's, oh, well, actually I can move my eyeballs. Okay, well, I'm swallowing. So I guess part of my body can move. What else can I move? Can I blink? Can I move like my pinky finger? Well, I'm breathing. So that's moving. My chest is moving. And then you break that idea of like, I'm, I have to stay frozen because I'm frozen. Now we get scared of that scared response. And now we freeze because we're frozen. Yep. Yep. Well, I could talk to you the whole rest of the day, man. Did that go fast? I love these webinars. They go so fast. There's one thing I did want to, there's someone who said, uh, what about menopause and can you apply to things that are organic or do oh, yeah. mm -hmm. like, yes, you can apply this to things that are organic. Like, obviously if, if hormones work for you, I would take them, right? Like that, that's not like a, a thing, but if they don't, right. Say like, it's not something that is going to, um, you know, it's causing side effects or, you know, things that you don't want in your life hundred percent this can apply to things that are organic you know like i i just i believe i believe that you know yeah because yeah, i mean because right it's now kind of two different things right there's fluctuating levels of anxiety that hormones yeah. can contribute to that stressors that other physical things autoimmune dis disorder yeah. like anything can contribute to fluctuating yeah. levels of anxiety but not everybody gets stuck in an anxiety disorder and right. the disorder is the fight of fluctuating levels of anxiety or right. desperately needing to control these levels right. or else, the must or else, and as if, like if, eliminating it. Right, like, because if, if it were true that if it's a hormonal thing, then that means automatic anxiety disorder, then every woman on this planet right. would have an anxiety disorder, right? So yes, of course, Derek can you can do this without having to take hormones, but if you want to take them, you know? Right. And know that like cortisol, adrenaline, they're hormones, right? right. And so right. like sometimes things get released at the wrong time or you get more at this time or some at this time. Some people have thyroid conditions. Some people have, so remember it's, oh, sometimes when you kind of put it in the simplest version of it, well, my body sends me fear at the wrong time. Sometimes I don't know, my hormones get a little screwy sometimes. And when you view it as that sort of detached, like, Oh, sometimes I, my, my, I get scared 
at the wrong. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm about to get my period. Oh yeah, that's right. And you kind of like expect it without the, here it comes again. Oh my God, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Is something physically wrong with me? It's that's that, how we treat that. That's the, really the, the problem that we work on with dare, not fluctuating levels of anxiety. There's plenty of things that could help with fluctuating levels of anxiety. Just like on the last call that Aida was on and Dr. Nishi, we talked about sleep, right? We did a whole call on sleep. And there are people that have fluctuating levels of sleep, which is me. I'm not a great sleeper. I don't have anxiety about sleep. So there may be things I might, oh, this could help me sleep. Oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try like, let's yep. work on this. Let's try this. And I would do it with more of a step removed. Oh, let's, oh, let's try this. Let's try magnesium and see how it works. Yep. I have people like, oh, I need magnesium right now. I'm not sleeping yet. And if you're doing it in desperation, you must or else if you're desperately trying to control this to be okay, then you're, this fight of this fluctuation is the problem. This is what dare is for. And then as a byproduct of letting go of this, oftentimes this will settle itself back down, but it doesn't mean you don't get a ding or a whoosh. It means dings and whooshes and zaps at the wrong times happen. Sometimes our body misinterprets things. It's then, if it's misinterpreted danger and what it's misinterpreted, you then treat as danger just because it rang. This is what keeps it locked in, the continued, the, the continued fight. And the same thing with, with vitamins here. Yep, same thing with vitamins. Yep, same thing. So somebody just posted that. Take vitamins for the- Sure, patient. take them, but like, sure. not because you're trying to get rid of it. Be like, right. oh, I wonder if this would help. I don't know, maybe. Right, I tried this and this didn't work. And then I tried this, and, what about ashkawanda root? What about this? What about that? And again, like these are all things that may or may not help with this, but if we're trying to change the mindset and the attitude and the intention, cause that's, that's, the, that's where we stay locked, yep. not the passively noticing fluctuating systems. Yep. All right, so guys, I hope you found this helpful. I hope you like my new backdrop. I won't be here on the, the next webinar. Sure, <laughs> so Emily, any last words you wanna leave us with? I, everything, I, you will be. Love to have back. Uh, none of my words are making sense right now. We would love to have you back on another webinar. Oh my god! Everybody, loves yeah, definitely, me. definitely. Um, yeah, this is a good time for me actually. Um, Wednesday mornings at eleven. But uh, I just want everyone to know that, like you, like you have the power. Like you, uh, there is no, there's no doubt in my mind that you have the power within you to do this, right? Like, I mean, I, I've been struggling with this my whole life. The last one that I had, I was like, this is going to take me out. Like, I, I just, yeah. I did not think that I was going to be able to get through it. Um, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm glad you say that too, because mo when people come on these calls, they're all like perky and feeling good and everybody. I know. And everyone's the, like, you the, know. I mean, I thought that too. I thought that like, too. I was like, oh, that wait, they can't she's possibly got, know what this is like. Right. No, trust me. It was right. that. Or she's got like anxiety, but I've got like anxiety, anxiety. Like she might have just like, she just might get nervous. And that's why I like, oh, when, no, like no, the people no, come no. back in and they're like, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't leaving my house. I didn't change out of my pajamas or I wanted to show like, look, it's possible. And, and that's why it's kind of hard to keep 
the people that do well around because this is a natural forgetting process. And so over the years, people just leave because this becomes yeah. less important. And so, right. so that's why like we tried, we, last year we tried making this DARE alumni group to say like, yes, go live your life, but you don't want to pop back in. No, don't <laughs> really. real I, mean, people I, here. I mean, I'm also a therapist too. So I'm like, you know, I, I want, I, I'm, I want to stay involved with the community, obviously, because I like, am so grateful. You know, I don't think I could ever just like leave bounce. Right. Like, I mean, this is just so, this has been absolutely just life-changing for me on so many different levels. Um, but I also want to stay involved because I know how helpful it was to me to hear other people say it was really, really, I read recovery stories over and over and over and over and over again, because I needed, so I needed to hear someone talk to me from the other side. Right. 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 So I, I like, I know how important that is. Um, so and I love that you're on because I, we get so many therapists and it's like becomes a secret, right? Oh, I was so, so I could, How could I, how could I help other people? And I'm a farce. I can't oh, I thought myself. about I, I thought about ending my career. Yeah. To be honest. And I, I, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> like, this is like what I'm meant to do with my life. But, um, I, I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. Yeah. And now I see it as being nothing but helpful to the people that I work with. So awesome. And like, and that and normalizes the whole thing. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. oh, so this makes sense now. And now it's easier for me to kind of help somebody else because I could say, oh yeah, I get stuck in that habit sometimes too. And when mm -hmm. I get stuck in this loop, like this is what we do. And it becomes more of like a two people on the same page, looking at habits and behaviors rather than, oh, tell me how you feel. And that's my job to tell you what's wrong with you. And right. And it's, it's really not, it's really not, not that. it's not like that. It's really not. Um, I believe that. I mean, that's a really, really deep value for me as a therapist. I see wanting to bring people in closer connection with their own wisdom, their own sense of empowerment, their own sense of agency. I see myself as like, I like telling clients that like, we're in the woods, right? We're in the woods together. And you're like on this journey and I'm just like walking alongside you, you know, mm -hmm. and I've got a bag of tools in my bag. You got a bag of tools in your bag and we'll lay them out together. And we'll be like, what's going to work. You know, it's like yep. that. Exactly. Right. And exactly. Powering rather than here, therapist, here's all my problems. Tell me right. what's wrong with me. So you can tell me all these things I can do to fix them and get rid of all these feelings. It's like, right. like the best part of being a therapist is to show people like, wow, look at how non-broken you actually are. Yeah. yeah. yeah like especially, especially this stuff. Like when you get that, when you finally clicks like, holy shit, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. That's the problem is there's nothing wrong with you. The problem is there's no problem, but you're very good at problem solving. So you're stuck in problem solving mode, solving the wrong things. Right. And so if there, if you were broken, we would be fixing a problem but I'm here to get rid of the problem fixing because there's no problem. There's You're no allowed problem to feel here. and have thoughts and your body's allowed to do things. The problem is that we've lost trust in ourselves. Yeah. 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 And so there's been so many questions about like, I need to watch this video immediately. Um, 
So this is not, this doesn't go right up on YouTube. This gets posted onto our app. So probably in a day or so, the last webinar is still on our app. Because um, if you didn't get a chance to watch that one, it's, it's just go to the scroll down and then click the button and you'll watch the old webinar. And in another day or two, this one will be posted on our webinar, on our, on our app. And then over time, we have somebody who's taking little pieces and chunks out of some of the webinars and posting them on YouTube. So eventually they will be available to everybody like the highlights, um, but all the Dare app subscribers will be able to see this on our app, which, and anybody who's on here is an app subscriber. So check out the app um, in a day or two and it should be posted there. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank you for having me. Enjoy your vacation. Thank you. And guys, everybody here on chat, thanks for um, coming on. Yeah, and I will everybody. see you all on the next webinar. Okay. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dare podcast. The Dare app has over 1 million downloads and is helping people all around the world to overcome anxiety and panic attacks. You can download the app for free at dareresponse.com.